What's up, guys? Welcome to the Athletes Edge. I'm Katie Richardson, and today I'll be joined by Coach Sarah Burlingame, and we will be diving into Week Four of Jeff Jansen's The Teammates Accountability Manual. We've got tons of good content for you guys today, so let's get it started. Hey, Coach Gooey, excited to have you on for week four. Hey, Coach, so excited to be here. We got another great week. No more excuses after this week, right, Coach? No excuses. Week four in the Teammates Accountability Manual is actually talking about eliminating excuses as being the next layer that we're adding in to being an accountable teammate. And when I think of eliminating excuses, I think it actually has a lot to do with preparation. How about you? Absolutely. The easiest way I think to eliminate excuses is to eliminate the need for them. So the more prepared you are, the less likely you are to run into a situation where you now feel the need to protect yourself by creating an excuse. Yes, when we think about uh, opening this Leadership Academy week for eliminating excuses, I'm going to read from um, our notes from the beginning of this book. It says, every excuse we make, make keeps us away from the things we want most out of life. Eliminating excuses means that you refuse to blame someone or someone else or something for your situation. You won't point fingers at official teammates, coaches, equipment, weather, etc. And it means you'll be fully accountable for everything you did and didn't do. And if we go back to that circle of control, things that we are in control of, we're definitely not in control of officials, teammates, coaches, equipment, weather. So going back to all the way, taking us back to module one, you certainly can't rock the role of being a official if you're a player, right, coach? Absolutely. Um, and we'll go into that later on as to, you know, how can you take ownership in a situation where there was a bad call made? Or how can you take ownership in a situation where, you know, a teammate may have made a mistake? Um, and we will talk about that a little bit later, but you are not helpless. In no situation are you helpless. Uh, one of the things that if we could encourage you this week is to take this idea of extreme ownership of 100% of what is in your control. And you'll be amazed when you look at it, how many things are outside of your control, but of those things that are outside of your control, there are still things you can do that may influence the situation. So we will dive into that in a little bit, but the first thing we wanna do is we wanna create some language here and we wanna clarify what the difference between an explanation and an excuse is. And that's the first thing that Jeff Jansen opens up with because things will go wrong. Things will definitely go wrong in sports. You will have a bad game. The score will not always go the way you want it. The ball will bounce the other way. But the difference is, can you as an accountable teammate make an explanation where you're providing a rational reason for why the mistake occurred, why the failure occurred, why the loss occurred, and you're taking responsibility for your hand in that, or... Are you going to make an excuse? And the difference is an excuse is attempting to justify or explain away your mistake, your failure, your loss by shifting your blame away from yourself and onto someone or something else. And really the reason people are making excuses 
is to protect themselves. So to protect their own ego, to protect their perception of themselves of, no, it was someone else's fault. So they can keep this idea in their mind of, I didn't do anything wrong. I did my job. That was not my job. So when you make an excuse, you're maybe protecting your own ego, but you're not helping serve the team. Right. Taking responsibility, sort of deflecting blame. Right. And if we think about a situation like you played poorly in the rain. So the excuse would be, I couldn't play well today because it was raining, which deflects your control. And maybe the reason is you didn't bring the right kind of shoes for the rain or the day that it was rainy. Instead of saying, coach, we really want to go outside. Can we, you know, work through this practice because we might have to play in the rain and we got to get our sticks prepared and make sure that we are mentally tough in the rain. We decided and complained and said we wanted to go inside during that practice. So taking the responsibility saying, yep, I wasn't prepared to play my best in the rain today because I didn't bring the right shoes or I didn't choose, like you say, coach Katie, to, to catch adversity and run with it and play and run and practice in the rain. Um, that we're taking responsibility. That's an explanation. And it takes an action step afterwards. Next time I will, it's kind of a course correction, bring the right shoes, make sure that we're practicing in the rain, et cetera. So actually ties in another book that you and I love, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It talks about circle of influence and circle of control. So the things that you can control and then what you can also influence outside of that. So like they say in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, there are so many things that are in your control and outside of your control. But one of the things that is really highlighted there, and it's highlighted by another coach I love, um, who's a CrossFit coach, his name is Ben Bergeron, is this idea of how can you prepare for the things that are outside of your control? So the first thing Jeff Jansen goes into of how to be accountable by eliminating your excuses is not actually what are you doing after a problem happens? It is how are you preparing to prevent problems in the first place? So Jeff Jansen says the most effective form of accountability is made on the front end. It's preventing problems before they occur in the first place. Can I stop you there, coach? I think that really takes us back to the first week when we talk about rocking your role and it ties into your ripple effect. So if we think about a ripple effect in a day, you're not going to play well in your 7 p.m. game if you don't sleep well the night before. And then you could make an excuse. I was tired. Uh, the weather was bad. The refs were bad. Instead, if you sleep well the night before, you eat well in the morning, you're going to feel the positive ripple effect down the road. So that front end understanding of all the things that are in your control helps you prevent those problems. Just like you say, that will make you the most prepared you could be, including talking with your coaches and understanding what you're responsible for. And then you don't have to play, like it says next, play the claim game, not the blame game. You don't have to play the blame game because you understand this was my job and I was unsuccessful because of the following reasons. So as you progress through this, um, we're into stage four, as you progress through this and you really take, you can't rock the don't make excuses if you haven't taken that re that responsibility on the in, in lesson one, module one that we talked about, where you really understand your role and you're ready to rock it. Because if you are an outdoor that uh, participates outside, you have to be prepared to play in the rain. You have to be prepared to play in the snow. If you're um, up north, you have to be prepared to play in the heat. So 
Um, understanding what you're responsible for will help you stay on the front end preparing and preventing problems. And that's one of the things that I, an exercise I really like to do with my players is have them list all of the things that could go wrong in a game or a competition. So it could be freezing, it could be raining, and it could be really hot all in the same game. I played in games where it rained, snowed, rained again, all in the same game. Wow. You can have, you could get out on the field and your stick could break. You could get to the game and realize as you go to put on your uniform that a pen in your backpack leaked all over your uniform and your white uniform is now covered in black ink. You could get to a game and your shoelace could break. So there's a lot of things that could go wrong in a game, but what we want as an accountable teammate is you either have a plan for what happens when it goes wrong and you've prepared for it, or you know where the tools to fix it are. So if your stick breaks, you have a couple options. Maybe you have a backup stick. And if you have a backup stick, do you know that that's a stick you could pick up and play with right away? Or is that a stick that you're going to pick up in your first three passes are going to sail over your teammate's head? So being prepared and having a backup, whatever that may be, if that is a stick, if that's an extra shoelace, um, Knowing that there's an extra skirt or an extra uniform in your team bag, knowing those things can be super helpful. And what that can do is when things go wrong, instead of putting you in a state of panic and instead of putting you in a reactive situation where you're immediately starting to make excuses, you're now immediately in a problem-solving stage instead. So instead of freaking out because my stick just broke and now I'm going to have a terrible game, you go, oh, no. We have a backup stick on the sideline. It's the same stick I play with. I know exactly where to find it. I can go pick it up and walk right back on the field like nothing happened. I wrecked my skirt. That's okay. The coach keeps an extra one in her backpack. I know where to find it. I go get it. And nothing happens detrimentally in the game because of it. So realizing that you can prevent problems ahead of time and you can prepare for problems ahead of time. And what that can do is create a buffer for you so that you're not in a reactive state, trying to make excuses for those things that are going wrong. Right. And as you know, as a coach, you know, maybe a, a player makes an excuse and you think, okay, well, that's interesting. I'll help them prepare for the next one. Make sure that they, I'll remind them to have a backup stick or I'll remind them to have a backup mouth guard. Um, but once a, a player is making constant excuses, it's, it's pretty easy to lose trust in that player or, to think of them as unresponsible and, and all of that's going to reflect on um, your role and how much responsibility people want to give you if you can't handle those levels of responsibility. Oh, completely. If you've got someone who's constantly making excuses, it's probably someone who's not going to play very often because at that point, you are now under the assumption that when they do something wrong, they're not prepared to learn from it because they're already thinking of an excuse. Right. It goes into um, just looking at some of our notes on this uh, great chapter. Blame versus accountability, not my job versus ownership, denial versus truth, cover up versus transparency, confusion versus clarity. I mean, there's some big topics in there. And um, 
every once in a while in the news, we hear about teams that got themselves into a, a not so smart situation. And uh, there's been, you know, obviously we've seen it handled every way uh, upside down and backwards. And certainly the way that is the most uh, easy to respect and honorable is to just take full responsibility, have full transparency. Here's what happened. I made a bad decision. I'm taking full ownership. Instead of getting in the car with that kid, I could have done the following. And that idea of preparing on the front end really aligns with sports because when we play, we have a, a play, let's say. Sometimes we think of our last play of the game, we're tied, we call it our money play, right? What's our money play? We're down, we're tied, last minute of the game, what play are we running? Everybody better know the money play because when the chips are down, we don't want anything to come in the way or, or uh, get in the way of that success on that money play. Same thing when you are put into a challenging situation. We don't want anything to get in the way of your success. And the only way to do it, just like the execution of a play in a game, is to practice it on the front end. So practicing your money play, you know that Sarah picks low for Susie, Susie pops off, and Katie passes across the top. That's what you will do, and you execute it well. But we also better know what we are going to do when the weather's bad, when uh, we don't have a ride, whether um, we you know, just didn't sleep well, like how are we going to prepare on the front end to make sure that when the chips are down, we can still be our best player on the field. And for our team, it may not even be on the field. It may be in the locker room. It may be at a practice. It may be helping a teammate um, outside of sports. And I like the way you put it of what, what am I going to do to prepare for these things? Because one of the really big points that Jeff Jansen made was, when you play the blame game, everyone loses. So just because you're blaming someone else doesn't actually put you off the hook. That just means everyone's losing. So one of the things that he really emphasized is when he asked teams and he asked coaches, you know, who's to blame for this poor season you're having and how much are they to blame? He asked a team and the players said, well, the coaches are 90% responsible for the fact that our team's not doing well right now. And when he asked the coaches, the coaches said the players are 85% of the problem of why we're not being successful right now. And the thing is, is what really people need to understand is regardless of whether you are responsible for 10% or 15% or 5% or 50% of your team's success, you have to take 100% ownership of that piece. So the way he explained it to them was, hey, coach, you're saying the team has is 85% of the problem. What are you doing with your 15% to make the team better? So maybe it's a small amount, but the players seem to think it's a large amount. What if that coach with that 15% was way more positive, was way more prepared, was much more accountable to the team as opposed to using their energy to point fingers at the team? And the same thing goes for the players. Even though the players believe they were only 10% responsible, what if with that 10%, they took 100% ownership of it and gave everything they had for it? So I like that idea of take 100% ownership of whatever piece of the team is yours to contribute to. We talked last week about 
investing and taking responsibility. And we talked about when we do those proactive investments in ourselves as an athlete, our team, um, we're really acting as a leader. So something that keeps winding its way through this is just by starting and rocking your role is actually a step towards leadership. You may or may not be a named leader. In fact, you may be in your first couple of weeks of the team. But when the team is coming together, they're going to look for the kids who are eliminating excuses and taking care of business and looking to invest in the future culture of the team and where we're going, not where we were and blaming. So we think about all these steps um, throughout this manual. This really gets us from day one, rocking our, our role, owning our responsibilities um, with our coach. It starts to invest in ourselves and our team and our culture as we move forward. And we think about something that happens, whether you know you've, you and I have been coaching for a long time and you go, oh, well, that's no big deal. Like we've been through that so many times, you're going to get over that big loss. I think the... Um, the downside of that or the alternative to that is you will not get over that big loss if you play the blame game, if you don't take responsibility, if you don't work on your culture. So all of those things that in hindsight you think, well, yeah, that that's that will happen to you sometime in sports. It's not, you know, you're not going to jail for that. It's not the end of this terrible thing. It's just, yep, that happens sometimes in sports. Every time we choose the investing in our culture, taking responsibility. Um, coming together, we will always put ourselves in a better position. So we'll continually learn that lesson or be given, dealt up that lesson of, you know, terrible loss, um, overtime loss, whatever those situations are of not winning the district championship if we play the blame game. And it's the teams that can say, okay, this thing happened to us, whether it's uh, something that normally happens in sports, such as we had an overtime loss to a team or something that you know may or may not affect your teams, like players choosing to do something outside of practice that you have no control over um, that comes back and is associated with your team. It doesn't matter what the thing is that has happened. What is really important is that players understand that they have to take their responsibility within that. And coaches as well. I know you and I have both felt that, that um, you know, we, re we really want to take responsibility for our piece of the pie. We definitely do. And he goes on to explain this blame game playbook, which you touched on a little bit earlier. And the things that we want you guys to leave with is understanding that for every opportunity you have to make an excuse, and excuses can look like a lot of different things, you also have an opportunity to act differently. You have an opportunity to act as an accountable teammate as opposed to providing one of these types of excuses. So one of the first things he talks about is complaining versus responsibility. So it is one thing to acknowledge and recognize that there is a problem and develop a plan to do something about it. On the contrast, there is complaining, which is I'm going to recognize this problem, but I'm going to gripe and moan about it and not provide a solution. So the action part is important. Problems will happen. And it's important that as an accountable teammate, you can recognize when problems happen, but you can also be someone who's thinking of a solution. You're not just pointing out the bad. You're finding out a way to change it for the good. And you are acting on those things that you know can change the situation. But if you're complaining to complain, 
then you are not helping your team. You are dragging your team down. Right. And I think it's okay. We're all human. It's okay to have a day where you say, you know what? I wasn't my best today. I wasn't prepared. I think that's a really important um, step for all athletes to take that responsibility. And uh, the more we start to claim that responsibility, the more we understand that, you know, I don't really want to have to be the guy that's always saying I was prepared. I wasn't um, ready. I'm going to start to get ready. This is important to me. And the next one he talks about is this idea of blame versus accountability. So one of the quickest ways to lose your teammates trust, to lose your coaches trust is to blame everyone else for your problems. So if your coach calls in a play and you run the play and get the ball stripped from you, and your first thing was, that was a terrible play. We shouldn't have called that play. Do you think your teammates are going to trust you? Or that was a bad pass. Or the sun was in my eyes. Or the ref didn't see I got fouled. I, th I think the list of blaming and making excuses is pretty much endless. We can come up with a million things that could um, happen versus taking accountability. I was not prepared to execute my part of the play in such a tough situation, whether it was sun in my eyes, a tough refing situation, or a physically tough situation with my opponent. So I think that idea is, um, you know, taking that accountability versus that blame doesn't mean you don't have all of those factors that are challenging. It just means I have to be better to execute this within my challenge. Right, coach? Absolutely. And the next one he talks about actually really goes back to some of what we talked about last week. So this idea of not my job versus ownership. So if I am on a boat and I am on the starboard side of the boat, but on the other side of the boat, there's a hole. Am I supposed to sit there and say, oh, it's not on my side of the boat. It's okay. Not my problem. Not my fault. I didn't make the hole. Not a big deal. Here's the problem with that. On a team, you are all in the same boat. So if that hole is going on the other side of the field, but you are not helping, you are not contributing, you are not serving your team there, your whole team's going to sink. And no one's going to care when you say, well, that wasn't my job. Because your job is to help your team. No matter what your role is, your job is to help your team. It is not to think of yourself alone on an island, especially if you are playing a team sport. Yeah, we talked about last week about that ripple effect, and you are in the metaphorical boat together, meaning whatever the hole is, you're associated with it. So understanding that if the if you're lucky enough that the hole is something that you can fix on the lacrosse field, great, or in practice, sometimes the hole has to do with culture and people making decisions. And we talked last week about holding people accountable. There are some challenging situations that come up uh, with teams and I think it's really important. I like that metaphor that you are in the boat and you have to do whatever you can uh, to right the situation, owning that responsibility. And oftentimes that idea of, well, it's not my job. Um, you'll hear players say it, especially at the college level, when um, my players are on their own for the first time, it's the things we hear most often are, well, she's an adult. She's over 18. You know, I'm not her parent. I can't tell her what to do. However... She is your teammate. If she's not showing up to class, that will affect the team because she may fail that class and become ineligible. If she is doing things on the weekend that could cause her to become ineligible, 
or could cause her to get hurt or could cause her, you know, health problems later in the week. It is your job. It is your job as her teammate to say, hey, that's probably not a good idea. Or to talk to a leader on the team who can say something to her and say, hey, our team doesn't do that. We do not act like this. We do not make these choices because we care about our team. If you watch someone going by and doing something that you know is unhealthy, dangerous, unethical, and you choose to say nothing, you are not taking ownership of your role on the team and your role as their teammate. I think uh, we're not saying this is easy, but we're saying, going back to that phrase that came out of this uh, book that says, if you can influence it, um, you're responsible for it. So even if you're not comfortable directly confronting that player, you can tell your coach, coach, I know that Sally didn't go to class today. You can tell your captain, like you said. So if you can influence it, you are responsible for it. So it's, it's everyone's job. That's for sure. What's our next one, coach? The next one is denial versus truth. And oftentimes you see this in a situation where someone is actually taking ownership. So someone is confronting a player who's doing something that is potentially disruptive or divisive to the team. And, excuse me, and that player is now denying that there is a problem with their actions. So if you confront that person who is skipping class and they're saying, oh, it doesn't matter, they don't take attendance. They're in that state of denial Whereas an accountable teammate, when they're confronted in a situation like that, is going to have to move forward from a position of truth. So you're right. I should have been in class whether he's taking attendance or not. This is important for me to be there so that I can remain eligible and so that I can get the education I'm here for. Right. And as coaches, you know, we get parent calls and player meetings and uh, referees speaking to us, administrators speaking to us. So we get feedback from all kinds of um, areas and uh, we have to listen. And I think as coaches, we take, we have to take responsibility and uh, make changes as well. And so it's just as much as the players are responsible, we are all in the same boat together and we have to take that feedback. And although we may or may not agree, we have to um, listen and look at it from their perspective, uh, whether it's a culture question or, you know, our plays aren't working against a new defense that an opponent um, was throwing at us, well, we have to watch the film and say, you know what, I watched the film and you were right. And I know for me as a coach, it's been awfully powerful to say, hey, I am taking responsibility for this, guys. That was not the right play to run at the end of the game. And um, we're going to change what we're doing. So I think as much as it can be challenging, it, it's challenging for everyone. Uh, but it also leads to something really good. And that definitely leads right into his next one, which was cover-up versus transparency. So again, this idea that when you do something wrong, when you make a mistake, it is just that. It's a mistake. It's, you know, something that you did without thinking. But when you cover it up, you are now being deliberately deceitful. So all of a sudden, when you start to cover up a mistake, you start to cover up something you did wrong, it goes from being a mistake to being deliberately deceitful and you will start to lose trust with your teammates. Whereas if you were to make a mistake, you made a poor choice, you did something wrong, and you immediately came clean and said, I messed up, I forgot this thing, I did this wrong, I went to the wrong place. That transparency, while there will still likely be consequences for your actions, 
will keep you that level of respect with your teammates and your coaches because they know you're not trying to hide things from them. You are trying to make good decisions, but you messed up versus you deliberately disobeyed team rooms or you deliberately tried to cover up doing something wrong. Right. And all of the consequences um, sometimes are not enjoyable, right? So we're we're, we're learning and it's just the reality of life outside of um, sports as well. So understanding that, you know, yep, I, this is my consequence for this um, part of the role that I was responsible for and I will handle it and then we will move on. That's a part of something everybody has to learn for sure. And the final one he talks about is confusion versus clarity. So if you are a player or you are a coach or a captain, you don't want to let confusion slide on your team. It's important that both leaders and players are seeking clarification so that confusion doesn't become an excuse for a poor performance. So if a player comes off the field and the coach is going, why didn't you run the play? The excuse cannot be, I didn't know how, or I don't know it. So as a player, it is your job to make sure that if your team has something in the playbook that you don't understand, that you are putting yourself in a situation to understand it, whether that is asking questions to your coaching staff, asking questions to your teammates, asking questions to your captains. But it is so, so important that if there is any call being made on the field and you don't know what that means, you are seeking clarification as soon as possible. You are not waiting to hope that no one notices that you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. And this takes us back to week one. Know your role and rock your role. So if you're just tuning in and we're on our Leadership Academy week four, um, studying Jeff Jansen's book, you have to go back to uh, chapter one, order the book and uh, take a look at what is your role so that you can rock your role. So again, don't allow confusion. I didn't understand the culture. I didn't understand the play. I didn't understand that you needed us here uh, five minutes before every practice, or you need us here at this time to warm up for games. Uh, make sure that you are fully dialed in and asking questions and getting clarification so that that does not become uh, part of an excuse. And it uh, goes to being uh, working on the front end, like we said earlier making sure that we take care of all of these things so we don't end up in a situation where there is any confusion. Exactly. And this idea of owning your outcomes and claiming the results that you caused, contributed, or condoned in some way, and those results can be positive or negative. And what we really want for you as a teammate is to start to recognize how your actions are influencing your team, how your actions are going to affect these people and recognizing as well that when you make excuses, you are not serving your team. And one of the things that I wanted to just point out, because we've talked a lot about how can you prepare for a game? So how can you prepare for poor weather? You can make sure that you're packing the right clothes, the right shoes, things like that. If you're playing a sport that's outside, how can you prepare for an equipment malfunction? Well, you have an extra pair of shoes or you have an extra shoelace or you know where to find one in the team bag or the athletic trainer's bag. Um, If you have something like asthma, you have made sure that the athletic trainer or your coach knows where your inhaler is and they have easy access to it. Uh, The other thing that you can really focus on as well is knowing how to best be an advocate for yourself. So one of the things we talked about is you can definitely not control the calls that a referee makes. 
But what you can do is make sure that you know and understand the rules so that you can be a good advocate for yourself. So what that may mean is if a foul is called, but the player continues to move 10 yards up the field and then tries to restart 10 yards up the field, you can look at a referee and say, excuse me, sir, you called the foul when she was 10 yards that way. It doesn't mean that you can argue with the ref. It doesn't mean that you can tell them they are wrong. But what you can do is you can be an advocate for yourself. You can say, excuse me, sir, this is this just happened. You know, she was out of bounds in this place, but you're restarting the ball in this place. So learning to be an advocate for yourself in a respectful way is another way that you can prepare. And by knowing the rules ahead of time so that you can look at a situation and go, something's not right. What, what happened to get us to this point? That's a great one, coach. And um, understanding your role, understanding the game, understanding how to be prepared. Uh, I, I, as we're looking through this book one more time, I have to recommend that everyone gets this because um, what you don't see in here is there are a whole bunch of exercises that you can go through. Um, I'm going to read from a section here that talks about playing the blame game versus playing the, the claim game. And um, previously of all the different um, stages, the ownership versus the excuses, it's actually got a, a self um, assessment that goes with it. And then it's got a whole bunch of exercises you can do with a, with a uh, with yourself as a journal. So before we finish out here with uh, playing the blame game versus playing the claim game, I want to make sure that everybody um, really thinks about buying this book. We've put the uh, link to purchase it on Amazon and Jeff Jansen has an awesome website as well. Um, but this is just something that's so important for, for athletes. So let me read this to you. Playing the blame game. Um, I'll give you that uh, phrase first, and then I'll tell you the alternative, which is playing the claim game. So blame game. It's not my fault. Claim game. That's on me. Blame game. Don't look at me. Claim game. Hold me accountable. Blame game. It's not my job. Claim game. I need to step up. I'm not in charge versus not on my watch. I'm confused versus I must clarify what's expected. No one told me it would be a problem versus I need to ask first. But I didn't cause it versus I didn't cause it, but refuse to condone it. I thought someone else would do it versus I'm responsible for getting it done. I've done what I could versus how else can I help? No one will ever find out versus I need to be honest and transparent. How can I best avoid problems versus how can I best alleviate this problem? And the last one, I've got, I've got to find an excuse versus the claim game that says I've got to find a way. I got to love that. And those are questions you can ask yourself. If you catch yourself saying things or thinking things that are in the blame game, really use that as an opportunity to shift your thinking, to shift your thinking from away from how can I protect myself which is really what we're trying to do. When we play the blame game, we are trying to protect ourselves from scrutinization. We're trying to protect our egos. Whereas if we play the claim game, you're instead saying, how can I serve my team? So your gut reaction will be a lot of times to force blame elsewhere. And that's okay. That's human. It is human to try and protect yourselves and what you are perceiving in that flight versus flight and fight mode 
All right, it's natural to try and protect yourself, but where the difference is made is when you can think in that moment, okay, that is not who I want to be as a teammate. How can I serve my team? Those thoughts are not helping my team and then move forward from there. This was a great one, Coach, and I guess the whole idea of sports, especially for high school athletes and college athletes, is it sets us up for life. And uh, this is a big chapter um, that if you can take these these ideas and uh, challenges and really own them and get better every day, um, you're going to have a much more rich life with people who trust you and believe in you, and you're going to be on some great teams for the rest of your life, don't you think? Oh, for surely. Well, it's been really fun catching up with you today, Coach Katie. Absolutely, Coach Gooey. And we will see you guys next week with week five, where we will be talking about having your teammates back.